0: You're listening to episode 240 of the Create and Thrive podcast. I've been running my own Etsy shop since 2008 and I've been helping other makers figure out how to run theirs since 2013 and I see people making the same mistakes over and over and over again. There are certain fundamental things that you need to get right if you want to succeed with an Etsy shop or an online handmade business in general. And in today's video, I'm going to cover seven things that, if you do them wrong, (laughs) are going to tank your possible success on Etsy or any other handmade selling platform. This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Okay, so the first mistake, and probably the most important thing Is your photos and now even video Etsy's just introduced the ability to add a video to your listing to even better show off your product so that is going to become more and more important as time goes on as more and more sellers take advantage of the new video feature and if you're not already doing that I strongly recommend you consider it and think about how you can incorporate that into your shop so why are photos so important they're important because That is what will make somebody look at your item. That is what will make somebody click through to your shop. Photos are the most important thing when it comes to buyers deciding whether they're going to look at your stuff and whether they're going to buy from you. Uh, Etsy themselves have said that that is the most important aspect Of whether somebody will buy from you or not is the quality of your photos so if your photos aren't up to scratch if they don't stand out if they don't compete well in the marketplace people will simply not click on your photos therefore they will not come and look at your shop therefore they will not buy from you I can't stress enough how important having really really good photos is Don't waste your time on anything else. Don't waste your time on your social media marketing. Don't waste your time on pretty much anything else to do with your shop until you have good photos because they are the cornerstone of a successful business on Etsy is having good photos photos because there is so much out there now there are so many other makers that you're competing against so you really need to make sure that your photos are top-notch so that people will see them in the search click on them come on through and then you know read your awesome description and things like that so that is the most important thing if your photos aren't up to scratch you're going to find it hard to gain traction with your business okay the second thing is you're probably underpricing your work almost Every maker I've ever come across makes this mistake in the beginning. The reason we do it is multifaceted because we, you know, this thing we make for us is easy, so we undervalue the skill that goes into it. Um, we price based on like the materials cost, plus maybe a little bit of our time, and so we vastly underprice. Uh, we look at the market, and that's my next point, so I'll we'll get to that and what other people are pricing. Uh, we lack confidence that our stuff is good enough to charge a decent price for it basically comes down to imposter syndrome as well in a lot of cases Uh, and this is particularly prevalent uh, in women and of course the majority of handmade sellers are women so this is a huge problem that I see so many people make uh, and a mistake that people make over and over again and you might think oh you know sure I'll you know miss out on a bit of money now but in the long run it won't really matter trust me it matters for numerous reasons. Uh, let's start with the fact that you're in business if you're not making money if you're not making a profit what's the point of being in business <laughs> if you're just covering your materials cost and not even covering your time i've seen so many people doing this you'll it's not a business it's not sustainable a business turns a profit and profit is on top of over and above covering your costs so covering your costs are things like your materials your time your overheads don't forget your overheads that's your etsy fees uh, paypal fees if necessary Um, any other you know fees or charges you have to pay it's your electricity it's your you know do you have to buy a camera to take your photos do you have to buy lighting to take your photos or your your insurance your rent mortgage whatever all of that are overheads that need to be Factored into your pricing and then we have the whole wholesale versus retail pricing Which is a whole video and I won't go into that now, but long story short Seriously consider if you're underpricing your work and if you are you really need to think about increasing the prices because if you want to have a profitable sustainable long-term business You need to have a profit margin so that you can use that money to you know live on and or reinvest back in the business in order to grow it so be very mindful of underpricing and this leads me to my third point which is are you trying to compete on price rather than competing on your brand and your product quality another mistake i see so many people making is they go and they look at what everybody else in their market you know in their niche is pricing and they're like oh well i'll try to like stay at the bottom end of that or something like that so that more people are likely to buy from me because it's cheaper Now, there is some truth to that. I mean, when I'm buying certain commodities that I don't really care about where they come from, I'll go for the cheaper option. Uh, But some things I do care about, like something like toilet paper. I could buy the cheaper toilet paper, but I buy slightly more expensive toilet paper because it's made from recycled paper, right? (laughs) And it's got eco-friendly packaging because those are things I care about. And this is where it comes back to understanding your customer and your ideal customer and who that person is and that's a whole nother topic as well. but you can't compete on price. There will always be somebody who can make what you make more cheaply than you uh, and there will always be somebody who is charging more than you no matter what. okay So if you try to position yourself based on price, you're just missing out. you're missing out on the point of this which is you want to be creating a product and a brand and a brand story that somebody falls in love with because of what you make and why. OK, so you have to understand why people would choose your work over somebody else's. And coming back to the underpricing, if, again, if you're undercutting yourself and underpricing, you're not going to have a sustainable business in the long run. You're only shooting yourself in the foot and hurting yourself. So there's no point. You may as well charge what you're worth. And then find the customers who are willing to pay that. And that also comes to, you know, the quality of your photography and your branding and all of that will elevate your business so that people will be happy to pay what your stuff is worth. Uh, just a little anecdote for you, because, I mean, I fell prey to this myself in the early parts of my business. There was one time where near the end of the year, it was near Christmas time, I was making a lot of sales sales. And I'd been thinking about increasing my prices for a while. And I was like, no, I'll just wait till this period's over so I can do it properly, (laughs) you know, announce it, do a pre-sale, all that sort of stuff. And one day I just cracked because we were getting so many orders and I'm like sitting there doing the work. And I thought, I'm not getting paid enough for this work that I'm doing. We're not getting paid enough. So I just, I literally went and sat down and changed all my prices just like that. And it was the best thing I could have done. I put them up, I think, by 10% or maybe even a little bit more in some cases, between 10 and 20%. The orders kept coming in, but now we were earning more money for them, which was fantastic. So think about that as well when it comes to pricing. You could be selling, you know, five of these things for $5, or you could be selling one of these things for $25. Which one is giving you more profit margin? Which one, you know, you're doing a fifth of the work to sell one of them versus five. So even if you're making less sales, and this is where getting caught up in the number of sales you're making is a mistake. It doesn't matter how many items you're selling. It doesn't matter how many sales you're making. You know, that number on Etsy shops. Oh, this shop's made 10,000 sales. Yeah. But if each of those sales is worth $2 versus a shop where the person's made a thousand sales, but each one of those sales is a hundred dollars, who's who's doing better (laughs) think about that all right so long story short don't try to compete on pricing yes be aware of what the pricing is in your market but i mean if i look at my sterling silver wedding rings there are people on etsy selling sterling silver rings for like ten dollars it's ridiculous whereas and there's people selling them for five hundred dollars okay i'm somewhere in the middle and i'm happy with my prices because i've done the work that and i know that they're appropriate do you want to get more sales on Etsy? Etsy is a huge part of my business and the vast majority of my sales come from Etsy search. That means I have to optimize my Etsy SEO or search engine optimization in order to be found. And if you want to be found, you need to do the same. If you'd like some tricks and tips to help you optimize your search engine optimization on Etsy, head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy SEO. And you can download my Etsy SEO cheat sheet, which will teach you all of the tips you need to implement in order to make sure that you're getting your best possible ranking on Etsy search. That's createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy SEO to download that free cheat sheet right now. Okay. Number four is you're not using the right keywords. So that means in your title, in your tags and for Google search, your description matters. It doesn't matter for Etsy search, but to show up in Google search, that first um, 130, 150 characters of your description does actually have an impact. So do think about it and make sure it's appropriate. Put yourself in your buyer's shoes. Literally, ask yourself: If I was trying to find this item, what would I type in the search bar? Those are the words you need to use. Don't be don't be frilly with it. Don't be um, fancy with it. Don't come up with, you know, interesting and unique and mystical names for your products. I mean, you can, but they shouldn't be at the front of your title. They should be like at the end or somewhere in your description, because nobody is going to be searching using that mystical name to find your product they're looking for keywords they're looking for like a pair of earrings like these half spiral earrings what sort of words are they going to be typing in if they're looking for these rings what sort of words are they going to be typing in to the search bar you know sterling silver minimalist um you know spiral circular all sorts of words like there's so many keywords so think about the most the most important ones they need to go at the beginning of your title and in your tags and of course remember all of your attributes in your etsy listings act as tags so make sure you fill all of those in make sure you're in the right category make sure you fill in all those attributes because they're all extra opportunities to show up in search so definitely after you've done your photos. Then really think long and hard about your keywords. Do a bit of research. You know, use something like eRank or Marmalade. Uh, they're both tools that can help you figure out, you know, what sort of keywords to use. Or just literally go to Etsy, open the search bar and start typing the keyword that you've come up with because it'll give you suggested searches. Go use those and kind of steal <laughs> the keywords from that as well. So just make sure that you're using the words that your customers are going to type into the search bar to find your product and that is the most important thing. Okay, number five, we're back to money again. Very important. This is a business where we need to think about money. You're not covering your shipping costs, uh, your postage, and your packaging. And I'm going to throw fees in here as well because that's something I see a lot of people kind of complain about. Is that oh Etsy takes so much fee, so many fees, and so much money? Yes because they're providing you a service and you're paying them for it that is what fees and charges are all about you could go and start up your own website which i do recommend you do have a separate website that you own as well and you would have to pay for hosting you'd have to pay for software you'd have to pay for security for support you'd have to pay um you know uh, uh, finance fees you know if you're using paypal or whatever so there's you can't escape fees and charges if you wanna run a business, it's just part and parcel of it. What you have to do is be very clear and aware of what those fees and charges are and make sure you're covering them in your costs. That's what business is all about. So make sure that your postage, your packaging, your fees, all of those things are getting um, covered in your product costs. So whether that means you have a higher product cost to cover free shipping or whether you have a separate shipping charge Um, and a separate product charge that's going to be up to you obviously Etsy has their free shipping uh, guarantee which gives you a little teeny boost in search results but don't like don't feel like you have to do that I used to have free shipping until COVID happened (laughs) so I had free international shipping but there was no tracking with it but when COVID kicked off I was like "Mm, I can't afford to send untracked packages and then Australia Post stopped the ability to even send economy untracked packages overseas. They're like, nope, we can't do this anymore. You have to buy the tracking option. So that meant my shipping went from uh, free overnight to being like 20, 25 Australian dollars to ship something to America. Okay. So I had to put a shipping charge in my Etsy shop and I was like, oh my God, my business is going to tank. It's going to disappear. Everybody's going to stop buying. Guess what? They didn't. Now, of course, I sell higher priced products, so that has an impact. I sell a lot of wedding rings and um, you know sort of 40, 50, 60 dollar pieces of jewellery. So people are probably more likely to be happy to pay a, a higher shipping charge for that than if you're selling say five dollar cards or something like that. So whatever your business is will this will have an impact. You know, what you're selling will have an impact on what you can get away with charging for shipping. So that may be an issue. Uh, especially now with COVID. But long story short, you can't eat your shipping costs. You have to, and your packaging costs. Don't forget the packaging. You have to pay for that stuff. You need to make sure that you're covering those costs. Again, it comes back to being profitable. If you want a successful business, it has to be profitable. So you need to make sure that you're covering those costs in somewhere in what you're charging your customers. Okay, so the sixth thing is... You're, treating, you're still treating your craft like a hobby instead of treating it like a business. When you make the transition for, from just making something for yourself, for fun, for enjoyment, to making something to sell to other people, it is a completely different mindset. Okay, You need to start thinking about your customer. You need to start thinking about what they want. Start thinking about what matters to them. Start thinking about how you can make your products more appealing to them. Now, that's not to say that you just totally throw out the window everything you like. No. What you need to do is find this what I call the sweet spot between the stuff you love to make and what people are asking for. And when you find the products that fit in that little niche there, that's when you'll be successful. So really think about that. And one one way to do this if you're just starting out is just to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I mean for the first few years of my business I was trying all sorts of different designs and different materials and I just kind of kept an eye on what people were actually buying what was gaining traction and I started doing more and more of that. So it was still what I wanted to make but I was following what my customers wanted as well and so that eventually you know narrowed down the niche of what I make to what I make now which I'm really happy with and that it kind of takes away some of the stress when you're like designing new things. You're like, okay, here these are the these are the things that kind of the boundary, the the compartment within which my business sits. These are the sort of products I make, and so these are the sort of products I'm going to design going forward. So really make that mental shift. Stop thinking like a hobbyist, start thinking like a business person. Start thinking about your branding, you know, your photography your product development, start asking your customers questions, start paying attention to what they're saying in social media, in your, in their reviews, what are they praising you for, what do they love about your product, and do more of that. And the last thing, I see so many people doing this, and it really surprises me, keeping your shop a secret from like your real world people (laughs) so a lot of people will start an etsy shop and they will tell like they'll start social media and they'll tell strangers about it but they'll keep it a secret from like their colleagues and their friends and their family and there may be reasons for that but I find it very strange because those are the people who are most likely to support you. They are the people who love you and who want to see you succeed, right? And if not, you need better friends. So you really want to take advantage of that. You want to, you know, say, hey, friends, family, everybody else, look what this thing I'm doing. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, please check it out. Please, you know. Share it with your friends and family as well, if it's something you enjoy. Like my first few sales came from old high school friends that saw my stuff on my Facebook profile. This was like 2008, remember? (laughs) But the same thing still applies now, right? So don't be afraid to tell people. Like you need that support. Um, It's really great if you can get a couple of sales on Etsy from friends and family who will then, you know, leave you some reviews and get the ball rolling, and actually get your shop started. That's what you want to be doing, sort of trying to encourage people to buy from you through that that platform. You know, if somebody's like, "Oh, I really, you know, I really love this um, thing that you're selling," if you want to kind of start getting some uh, review juice and stuff, because. All of those things like having good reviews, people buying from your shop, all of those things are signals to Etsy and to the Etsy search algorithm that your stuff is good and they should show it to more people. So if you do want to get that Etsy shop off the ground, get people, direct people to buy from your Etsy shop. You know, obviously, if you don't have your own website that they can buy from. So that that starts getting that process going and starts telling the Etsy search algorithm people are enjoying what you're doing. They're reviewing your stuff. They're buying your stuff. Um, So definitely as much as you can take advantage of those connections of that network of people who care about you already and who are going to be willing to support you. Tell them what you're doing. Don't be shy. (laughs) Share it with them. And hopefully they'll be supportive of you and they will help you To get your business off the ground now if you would like to avoid all of these and many more mistakes and you would like a step-by-step system that will help you to start and grow a successful etsy shop or on any other platform you so desire come and join me for setup shop my 30-day intensive course starting at the beginning of october Over a thousand makers have taken this course. It's more, it's a course, but it's a system. It's a system that you can use over and over again to make sure that you're not missing any of the vital steps you need to take in order to set up a successful online shop for your handmade goods. Head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop to sign up uh, for the course or to register your interest. As I said, it starts at the beginning of October. So you get an email with a lesson every day. We have a private Facebook group and I do two Facebook lives throughout the course. It's also very affordable because I want as many people as possible to be able to afford this and learn this system and use it to set up successful shops. I've had a lot of really amazing makers take this course and go on to have full-time handmade businesses, which is just fantastic. And if you'd like to do the same and you're unsure about, you know, this is not a tech-based course. This is more about the, you know, the, the systems and processes that you need to learn and the tips and tricks that you don't want to miss when you're setting up a shop the first time so that you don't have to go back and fix stuff later on. So come and join me for that if you want to start or revamp your Etsy shop. Head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop for more information. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do share it with your community on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever else you chat to your crafty friends. I love to get the podcast out to as many makers as possible so I can help them with their businesses. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me today. I'll be back again soon with another episode. And until then, bye for now.